Roll dice, be nice, and stay tuned. This is the Live to Die podcast. have something I would like to talk about at the beginning of this episode. It it is the beginning. Okay. So I uh, just recently got the chance to meet and chat with someone who a few people here are friends with, um, Jason's best friend, Ryan, who's someone that I've heard a lot about, but hadn't ever met before. And when I met him, I felt it was so nice because I was like, finally, someone in this group of people who appreciates my character (laughs) because... That part is, uh, what's the word? Balderdash? Balderdash. That's, but continue. Good word, by the way. Um, anyway. But you're saying that, that Ryan doesn't like her character? That we love your character. <laughs> yeah. Literally, when I see Jason now, just to hang out outside of this, he's like, what the fuck is your character doing? I don't trust your character at all. He's asking other people, do you trust Jane's character? It happened one time. <laughs> no, we talk, anyway. We talk about it every week on the drive, so... <laughs> All right, that's true. Anyway, so in talking to Ryan, he was like, hey, I actually really like your character. And he also said that he particularly likes it when I'm getting actually real life mad at James, (laughs) which was very validating. (laughs) You get mad at everything in this game. (laughs) It's true. Anyway, he was like, I don't think that you have that bad of dice luck. I think that you just have to roll more die rolls and announce them than the other players because... Like Jason can roll a five and still hit with his character build, but I can't. And I also have this stratagem thing where I'm rolling all the time. He's like, I'm pretty sure if we sat you down and just averaged those out, it wouldn't be a thing. Discuss. That's possible, but I refuse to budge from my (laughs) prior belief. When we started this conversation last night, she said, Trent is going to say maybe, but I don't think so. (laughs) I literally did. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that you just have shit dice luck. Uh, This was really more of an experiment on Trent's psychology, actually, because I told Jason last night, I was like, we're going to present a very well-rounded argument and Trent is going to be like, no. (laughs) I, it's, it's probable. I'll say it's, yeah, you probably are rolling, having to roll more, but I don't think it changes the fact (laughs) that were you to roll the amount that we are, you would still roll like crap. Or you have a poorly made character. Okay. One of those two. Ouch. See, Ryan, you're the only one who appreciates me. (laughs) I appreciate you. Can I I give my theory? Sure. So I will say when you roll a d20, you typically use your d20 here on the table. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you're using your the app on your phone uh-huh. and inherently an app is just using a random num- number generator to determine what your role is. So you're probably just like in a feedback loop of bad numbers. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I would encourage you to use the actual <laughs> dime <laughs> rather than like the app. There were, there was a fr- friend of the cast the other night that was highly encouraging Jane to use a physical die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I regret it, bringing this up. But for the like, emotion for like damage, tied to the know. physical die, I think, is different, too. That's true. If you roll, like, I think Ryan brought this up last night, too. If you roll a one on the digital dice roller, that it actually feels, feels worse. worse. Yeah, that's that's true. Whereas if you roll a one, it's like, oh, man, that's the dice, though. Mm-hmm. I, I will mm-hmm. say for, for our listeners, which is 100% of our audience except for the cast, I do also enjoy when you roll physical dice because you shoot them like you're rolling craps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Bounces around the, the table. Other side of the table. I'm a, I'm a high energy person. Yeah, it's, it's great for the podcast. <laughs> Jared, how do you racks? feel yeah. when you stub your toe? Does that, because I just feel like you are the most even keel person <laughs> I have ever met. <laughs> um, It's all internal. It's all internal. <laughs> Even the the anger is internal. I step my toe and I'm like flipping tables. I'm so mad. (laughs) At least you're consistent in that though. I've realized that I am some, one of the the many things that I hate about myself. Like I wake up each morning and I do daily (laughs) negative affirmations. Okay, let's go. And uh, negative affirmations. Okay, there's no way that that's true, first of all. Is I've realized I vocalize when I stub my toe, but only when there's other people around. And when it's just me, then it's internal. And I I feel like that's... (laughs) 
Just so embarrassing. Some, like, some attention-seeking behavior. Yeah, yeah. Like performative pain. I know. I was like, oh, that's. I realized that the other day, and I was like, I don't love that about myself. <laughs> that's so. Well, we love you, James. Specific. Oh, thanks. You can stub your toe in front of us. We'll care. Oh, yeah. When I care. stub my toe, yeah. whether I am alone or with a crowd of people, I'm just like filled with so much anger that there's no one to blame but myself. I'm like, ah, like I, I hate it. I blame the God that I don't believe in. I look up at him and it's like, ah, <laughs> like he did it. So I want to, I want to go back to this. I think that's a really interesting, like sort of visual. And I think that it actually goes really well to our characters here to sort of be down at the bottom of oh, this, no. this sort of dance floor looking up at the clock face that this whole party had been slowly ticking towards midnight. And now after midnight, closer to 1am, it has just cracked and exploded out into the ballroom. And this gargantuan, I'm going to use a word here that it, it, it might have a, you know, it might be pushing the envelope of podcasting a little bit. This, uh, this fleshy worm. Ew. <laughs> it's, it's a strong word for a strong creature. This thing slithers out and it's, it, it should be like a small, disgusting sound, but think you're watching like a Michael Bay film or something with Jurassic Park. Like there is so much noise that it's just overwhelming as this creature comes out of the clock face and works its way down to the floor. There's like lens flare for no reason. That's JJ. Abrams, oh, right, right? right, right. Yeah. Okay. So it, works its way down and you can uh, feel what's left of this monastery because remember there's been a lot that's gone on here it's cracked there's been explosions Watson dropped a meteor storm yeah, four mm -hmm. meteors oh, yeah. yes through the roof of this building and that's not even accounting for the time that we all died earlier tonight yeah you didn't die you were just dying yeah right right it was a process and this worst worm party ever has worked its way down into the room. Uh, real quick check-in, like, how's everyone doing on... You don't have to give me a number. You want to give me an emotional reaction, flip a table or whatnot. How are you doing on hit points? Pretty good. Yeah, Drosher is <laughs> doing great. <laughs> Turns out I'm all right. Uh, pretty low. Pretty low. Okay. I'm below half. Yeah. Do you feel ready to take on another fight? Nope. Uh, what about Val? To quote our GM's phrase repertoire... It's suboptimal. <laughs> suboptimal. I would agree with that. Thank you. All right. So here's here's what I'd like everyone to do. Go ahead and roll initiative for me. Oh, oh my no. God. As this worm starts crawling down into the uh, into the ballroom Jesus. of the, the the gardener's monastery. Jane is proudly pointing. What's going on here, Jane? No, no, it's not proudly no, it's pointing. it's not proud. It's not, I'm pointing because Trent was like, use a real die. And I did, and it's bad. Well, see, why, would you don't, use, don't. Yeah, why would you use the one that I gave you? That Jane, what, is, uh, what did you roll? I don't want to talk about it. Can we just it's not. not do that right away? <laughs> <laughs> Can we not say, hey, Jane? And then push the button over. <laughs> <laughs> she paused. I thought she was going to let it play out. Right. Oh, my God. Uh, what did you roll? Yeah, a you three. Roll? A three. Oh. It was a three. You what's, know what? what's your total? 29. The next one's going to be higher. All right. Yeah, there you go. That's uh, really positive. Who's got, who's got higher than a 29? I do. All right, Jason, what do you have? <laughs> I have a 36. Uh -oh. 36, same, okay. Same, same, I'm going to guess Watson has a higher bonus to perception. 27? No, that's your bonus. I have, a, I have a plus two for Battlefield Surveyor, so I get a plus two and so a roll perception for initiative. So what, uh, you, you two tied. Who has the higher bonus? Yeah. He's 27. I have a 25, but I have Battlefield So Surveyor, it's a tie again. So. I'm putting Watson first. I just decided. <gasps> All right, Fox, wow, he likes uh, Trent more than he likes Jason. Judge. I think that's what that means. Wow. 33. <laughs> 33. Okay. Starting off on a rough note. <laughs> Tensions are high today. <laughs> <laughs> Much like the stakes at this table, Ooh. the worm slithers down the wall, works its way over, and then sort of rears up. Almost imagine like the curvature of a swan's neck as the, the sort of open maw of this worm looks down at the, the guillotine, uh, Silent Lenore, from which came that giant hulking like amalgamation of dead souls and you see it looking and all of you can like feel a pressure building in your head as it just seems to be focusing its attention on the guillotine until you see it just 
start to warp and you see it bucking, like lights coming out of the guillotine. You see light trying to run up into the ceiling. You can see bits of light running up towards the hole uh, in the ceiling where all of you went earlier, but the light is not connecting. Yes. It's sort of faltering out, but the whole guillotine is bucking and moving, and that's its turn. Watson, it's your turn. Oh, no. It's trying to pull things out of the... the anyway. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to ask everyone, like, how are you feeling going into this fight if you were looking up rules? I couldn't tell you were scrolling. No, I'm looking through what I have remaining sure. um, after this horrible fight. Worst um, party ever. I think mm-hmm. Watson, right off the bat, is going to cast Earthquake okay. at 8th level. And... Uh, sure, do I get a save? Is it a reflex save or something <laughs> like that? check. Yeah, uh, DC 39. Drosharis is on deck. DC 39? Correct. No problem. Success. Uh, it's still <laughs> half damage for collapse, which collapse is probably a good idea. Yeah, so so part of the building can collapse. What I'll say is the foundations of this building are so strong that it doesn't seem that. Sure. But you've already... It just says structures and ceilings might collapse. I think part of the ceiling where you hit it with meteors is collapse ready. Okay. Uh, this actually says, uh, GM rolls a flat check for each structure or ceiling. Mm-hmm. Uh, 16 for sturdy structure, 14 for an average... Nine for shoddy. We're going to say that this is 14 now, because uh, it was very strong. Now having been hit by a meteor, it is it is less strong. Uh, failed the flat check. Okay. Um, and so I, I'm guessing nothing happens in that case. Probably so. Okay, so the whole building starts shaking, though, super dramatically. You have one action mm-hmm. left, Watson. What do you want to do with that? Um, I'm, and, I believe all of my guidances are done. Does anybody? I think you blew through a lot of guidance yeah, in the last I fight. so. It's okay. Do, what I'll say, look, I don't want to reveal too much. Let's just see where this goes. Uh, Watson will spend the last action to... is I can spend one action to aid, correct? Correct. Who do you want to aid? He will aid Drasharis. What do you want to aid with? What action or skill? What thing are you doing I to think aid? he's part of the earthquake. He's trying to get the attention of this thing, essentially. It's almost manipulating the spell to sort of set up Drasharis' footing. So... I'll allow that to be a nature check because that's your spell casting check. So when when it comes time for Jason to attack, you can roll for the aid on that. Wonderful. All right, Dro, it's, it's your turn. There's this, I mean, genuinely mechanically gargantuan worm in the center of the ballroom. What are you doing? Am I? So you did would, it drop immediately where the other one was? It, it came down close. You're about 10 feet away. Okay. So Drosharis points his sword up at it and he's like... Your plan did not work, worm. Prepare to die. Okay. <laughs> and rushes up on that dude. All right, you, you move up to attack. Give me an attack roll. Pretty good. That's pretty, pretty, pretty good. good. How are we looking on... Uh, Teeny little Droshar is swinging up at this big boy. 46. Uh, that is that is a hit. All right. Just barely. That's all right. Go ahead and give me a little bit of damage. You going two-hand on this? Is a one-hand swing? Two-hand. All right. Two-hang swing on the bastard sword cleaves up into this sort of pinkish purplish worm. Uh. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight points of damage. You've got one action left. Move, attack. Intimidate. Okay. I think you're probably gonna be fine there, right? No. Definitely not. That's a one. Okay, yep. Yeah, it does not does not seem to even notice you. You mm. cut into it. Fox, it's your turn. Why do I feel like this seems like the big monster of the entire game. Who knows? I mean, it seems like that, for sure. Are we done? Is this it? Is it over? Everybody want to go home? (laughs) It... What what form is it? Is it physical? Oh, yeah. I I, I described Mm. it as having flesh. Very specific. You say fleshy. (laughs) Um, Well, I was going to say I don't think it's actually here, but I think it is here. Hmm. Fox, just try something. What do you got going on? Fox is gonna, he's been up in the hidey hole, so he's gonna come down. That's right. He's up in the balcony. Because you did your extending, is it, do you have a halberd? Is that what it is? Yeah, halberd. You were like lancing from the heavens with your extending, that was so cool. And then, I'm gonna do that again, but I'm gonna go, I'm gonna stay in flight Mm -hmm. um, and get 
towards the the door of the monastery. Yeah, the way you all kind of came in the big ramp yeah. leading up. So probably we'll have to use two movements to get close. Yeah, you can get close. It depends. Like, do you want to, to get close to it or get closer and do something? No, no, I want to get close to so it. So yeah, two actions will get you there for sure with and flight. And then I'll use the... Oh, no, I think it's, it's two. It's two actions to, okay. to the Okay, never mind. I'll just shot. get closer and okay. then I'll do the extended. You make it about halfway, do the extendo shot. All of you watch, once again, the halberd just... Oh, that's a good roll. Extend across uh, the room towards this giant creature. 50. That is a hit. Wow, you're rolling really well. I rolled a 17. That's nice. So, hits, roll a little bit of damage. Val, you're on deck. Oof. Yeah, you're fine. It's fine. All right. It is a total of 29. Okay, great. All right, Val, your turn. There's this something in front of you. Uh. Okay, um, I think the last thing I did was heal Watson, so mm-hmm. I'm going to... Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, I'm going to pick up my uh, gun and dagger, reload the gun, so there's two, and then... So that's that's all three actions. One action to pick up the gun, one to pick up the dagger, one to reload. Oh, are you kidding? Yeah, you could just pick up the, the gun, reload it, and then have yeah, a spare action. Yeah, just the gun then. Um, and I think she's just going to be like, whoa. <laughs> Whoa. And, and that's one action. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You, you, although I think as a gunslinger, you get a free woe. Oh, okay. Yeah, whoa. free woe. Dang, that's I cool really want to. I want to recall some knowledge on this thing, but I can't do that and also take a shot. What's it gonna be? Although, what are you gonna do? I think. Uh, do you have an ability where you can recall knowledge as a free action a certain amount of times per day, even outside of your other thing? I don't think so. I think only oh, when okay. I devise a stratagem against something, which is kind of irrelevant if I'm not going to take a shot in this round. Sure. Um, so I think that Val is going to try to just recall knowledge. Okay. Um, try to figure out if there's any kind of like weaknesses or something she can tip the group off on. Now, remember, so. that's a secret check. I hate these. What's your bonus? This is going to be the cultism check. Yes. Um, uh, plus 26. Okay. Let's see what you're going to get. Oh, that's ooh, that's actually really good. <laughs> so that's going to come out to... You don't know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> it's really sure, good. Uh, sure, sure. Super good, but you, you know don't that know. it's gargantuan. It's clearly some kind of worm. <laughs> Maybe James is the reason. I, I was going to say. Music yeah. drop. It, it, it could be. Well, it says you, you get, you get closer. Uh, you feel like maybe if you were to study longer, think on it later, you're, you're kind of in the heat of the moment. It's just, this is a little stressful. Okay. And it's now its turn. Uh, it starts noticing all of you sort of striking at it, stabbing at it. It starts casting a spell. Jason, you are, this will provoke an attack of opportunity and you are within range as it begins casting a three action spell. One. Natural one? Whoa. All right, you know what? That's uh, two in a row? Yeah. Dang. Let's bring that critical bumble down. Okay. <laughs> I feel like we could equally joke, there's a drop for that. <laughs> All right, you know what? We'll just pull one out of here. What kind of... Uh, this is a melee attack, right? Mm-hmm. You'll hit yourself instead of the worm. Dang. Oh, oh man. So oh. Not just bad. go ahead and roll some damage real quick. And it's going to get the spell off. I feel okay. like it's way worse to get a fumble on an attack of opportunity because it's like the GM made you do that. No, yeah. Jason could have chosen not <laughs> to attack. True. That's fair. But yeah, why would I'm you a not? fighter. Why would I not? Yeah, you, you made the right choice. Mm-hmm. All right, you can go ahead and calculate the damage for yourself. This spell goes off. And Josharis is like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think narratively, but what's going to happen is you're going to go, what? And then... Uh, I can't really describe what's happening because none of your characters see it. What? But I'm going to take three actions, uh, and then I'm going to take three more actions, and then I'm going to take three more actions, and then all of you will get to act. What? what? The fuck? I think I know what this is. What's happening right now? So what I'm going to say is you, you hit yourself, and you start screaming, and the next thing you are conscious of, the worm is gone. What? And you see the guillotine in front of you shaking, shaking, and explode. Did we pass out? Room. What happened here? Uh, do you want to make a? I can actually tell this. Do this for myself here. Uh, give me an occultism check. Okay. Do I roll it or do you? Anybody? 
Uh, I'll, I'll let you do this as an open check. I'm okay with that. It should be secret, but it just feels fun. Uh, and you can do an occultism or an arcana check on this. Oh, you can do a cult or arcana? A cult or okay. arcana. Arcana? Arcana? Does anyone have any strong feelings about that? No. That's a 36 for Val on occultism. No, you're Nothing? not sure what this is. That's a 30 arcana. You're not sure what this is either. 33? What'd you roll? You just lose 36. Time, basically, it sort of feels like. That's crazy. Are you going to 40 arcana? Yeah, Damn. you do. So not only do you, Jared, recognize this, but Fox... You just saw, and you kind of piece back together some of the way the arcane energies came in. What you just saw was the spell Time Stop. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what I thought. Whoa. A 10th level transmutation spell. Great. Uh, whatever happened, it's gone now. Like, there's, there's no sign of where it would have gone? There's some magical energy hanging up in the air. You suspect it probably was like a dimension, a dimension door. It didn't like tunnel down into the earth? No, I, you th cast away. You also can see that something happened and the guillotine that was sort of failing to connect, you know, much like I do when I fail to connect to a network, just explodes. Mm. Yeah. Oh, we did. Great. We defeated it. Do we take any damage from that? Nope. Okay. Val is going to look at everybody and be like, where is the magical worm? Uh, <laughs> I thought you knew. I don't know. Where did it go? What the fuck just happened? It have disappeared. How did that? What? Magically. He's angry. Is anybody else still in here, or is everyone dead? Uh, some people died, but a lot of people made it out because Drosharis cut a path through the gate back into the city. Are hero. either of the hosts still visible, or any of the other Grey Gardeners? They ran. They're uh, gone. Drosharis did engage with a couple of them. Watson hit a couple of them with meteors individually, uh, and, and they all scattered. As a matter of fact, you kind of got the impression that while most of you had a strong enough vitality to resist the death by doomed, yeah. many of the Grey Gardeners were not strong enough, and if they'd stayed longer, they would have just mm -hmm. died from being near that. Let's, for the sake of narrative, let's call that creature a Grey Death. Uh, <laughs> is that actually what it's called? Yeah, right. it is. A giant thing, an amalgamation of all the spirits. And this is one where I think, Val, you'd be able to put this together a little bit, that that was an amalgamation of all the spirits captured in the guillotine over its existence of executions. And didn't I get a bonus because I had like the homage to Camilla Dronach's mother who ostensibly her soul was trapped yeah, in there? Yeah, you did notice that for some reason when it attacked you, when that scarf was visible or like the, the ribbon was visible, it you had some bonuses on saves and ACs. Like some part of Dronach's consciousness was still in there. Mm. Potentially informed to, as to world events by the consciousness of the other souls that had been added to that collection over time. I think Val would also look at all of you and be like, did you see the light trying to go to the room where we were before, where those runes are? Is there anything we can do, like an arcana check or something to see um, like what was happening when basically, it seemed like the worm was trying to make it attached to Something. Yeah. What's your occultism bonus again? It's going to be a secret check. 26. 26. I'd like to go back upstairs and make this. You want to go check. back upstairs? I, I Drusharis does. Yeah, I want to go back upstairs and look at the mirrors. The rooms. Mm -hmm. The room. So you go back up there. You take some time. If you're okay taking like 10 or so minutes looking around. Yeah, if we're going to take 10 minutes, I'm going to even just do the thing I have of like reconstructing a scene to see okay. what happened. Uh, Drusharis, what's your occultism bonus? 25. Okay, so... You start to piece together, you, Drosharis, looking at all of it, and it looks like some sort of like force overloaded Silent Lenore and exploded it. For what it's worth, this is also the first time that any of you have ever heard of in history that a, one of these final blades has been successfully destroyed, ever. Wow. And remember, you all looked at the one that you found in the... Like the, the the county fair analog, I forget what I was calling the it, the Harvest tent. Festival or whatever. Yeah, there's harvest. a circus tent there, and you found a final blade, and you're like, okay, let me destroy it. And all of your checks and research led you to believe that there might be some sort of ritual, or you know, maybe it's chuck it in a certain volcano, the fires from which it was forged, sort of stuff, but you couldn't just destroy it. Your read on this, Drosharis, is that some amount of like occult or psychic energy attempting to force it to do something overloaded it and destroyed it. And with that information, reconstructing the scene, Jane Val kind of pieces together that this would have essentially begun 
the gray death that came out should have been a, a cascading thing that would have connected this to each and any other final blade and released Dang. at each and every one, another one of those creatures you just fought. So, and she would say they were all in population centers. So one of these could come out against as many people as possible. But I think we successfully disabled that from happening. At least hopefully this is the only gray death out rampaging around. Oh, so mission accomplished. All right, let's all go home. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I wonder if the other ones have been destroyed. I don't know. Or if we can destroy them. Or maybe there's great deaths out there all over the place right now. Let's go to the circus. <laughs> yes, perhaps we should try and visit another one or something along these lines. I am also very injured. So yeah, oh, really? <laughs> I'll say that. What happened uh, to you? Why didn't why didn't that affect you? Well you assholes have been calling me undead and making all these jokes well finally it worked out no you're just extremely <laughs> negative <laughs> I know this since you hear but I'm tiss <laughs> <laughs> there's a joke for that as you're walking down having this exchange Jane you start to hear a chirping coming out of your pocket like a almost like something between like a bone rattle and a bird call it's twitter <laughs> oh. Hold on, I have to check my Twitter. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you, it's probably yeah. nothing. Keeps walking. Cool. No, uh, I, I, gra- I figure I out the source of the noise. Uh, remember that charm that oh, the Farazmin yeah. Crusader, the uh, the Greater Nosy charm, yes. sort of looked like one of the messenger psychopomp birds. Right. It's it's twittering at first. I don't know how to do a bone chitter, but that's what it sounds like. Not me, just whatever you'd imagine chittering bones to sound like. And you kind of then hear his voice coming through the charm to, to you. <laughs> so she's sorry. allergic to messages. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, you mean his as in the psychopomps without an obnoxious, terrible voice, right? Uh, no, that's I, who I we're think talking it is about. A bit. Oh, no. Great. Are you there? No. Sticks it back in her pocket. <laughs> how, how do you do the uh, hang up and ignore thing function? New phone, who dis? Val, it's Nelibit. <laughs> Your ally in Phrasma. Val, I believe uh, something is making noise in your pocket. She's like, Ugh. Answer the damn charm. <laughs> oh, it's Nelibit. <laughs> she pulls the charm out, puts it on speaker, and is like... Did you the, just put me on speaker? The the terrible man from before is contacting us. I know a bit. <laughs> She's always like this. Well, I just wanted to touch base with you. I Everything started rumbling a minute ago, and then I walked back up here, and there was a lot of bodies. Are you still here? Wait, are you not? Are you, are, are you here? I didn't see your bodies. We're, no, we're alive. We're all alive. And like, if any of you look over the balcony, you'll just see that Nelibit is just standing <laughs> in the middle of the ballroom, <laughs> looking around at the hey, devastation. Man. Nelibit, we're, we're up oh, yeah. here. We're, we're up here. What are you doing? You're in heaven? The great oh. boneyard? Oh, no. She's Nelibit! Looking, looks up. He's not very intelligent. Well, damn. Well, I just thought I'd say howdy. I, uh. I thought I, you were leaving. Well, I was I was off to my next adventure, which in this case was was actually trying to find a rare sack hill called the Tumblack that embodies the fear of being buried alive. Oh. oh. And uh, it, during the party, I did find like two entrances down into the crypts beneath this ancient monastery. Oh, of course you did. Where? Let me guess. You are uh, going to tell us where they are and not go down there? Well, I got what I was looking for. Right. I found this yes. right. this oh, creature, a compressed mass of mm-hmm. flailing limbs that passes through walls like a fish through water. This place sucks. So Just I took some phone. of it, and now I'm back. You're a very strange person. Just Thank hang up, you. Hang up the phone and block him. <laughs> We're in person. <laughs> <laughs> Look. I'm Legendary Sneak. <laughs> no one heard that. I just thought I'd pass along and... Let you know that there is a basement down here, but looking around this devastation, even though the town has forgone Phrasma, Phrasma has not forgotten about this town. And I have work to do and people to help. There is certainly a lot of death 
and there are many more who might still join the great embrace of Phrasma, but it is not yet their time. There's much work to be done in town. Did you see this giant worm? I did feel something rumbling. I just <laughs> thought it was magic or like the bass drop from a big song. <laughs> a little both, I think. Did you see where it went? Are you trying to say that it's down in these crypts? I don't know what you're talking about. But I mean, for all you, for context, you did see the, the, the clock face burst out and something crawl up out of the wall and down into the room. So it came up from at least beneath where you are now. From somewhere. Yeah. But he essentially lets you know that like, <laughs> hey, I, I won't do it in character for you, Jane, out of care. <laughs> he just kind of lets you know like, hey, I, that this attack is, is so horrible. Like Litron needs his help. And in his mind, like something undead having caused this much harm He's like, he's, he said, he's like, he's already searched around the chap, around the monastery and he's going to go see, because he realizes that was probably a pretty big aura and he's going to go see if there's anyone who's still alive, anyone he can help, anyone he can save. Because however wild he is, he is an extremely devout priest of Phrasma. And one of their big tenets is that, you know, it, death is important, death is natural, but especially death as caused by undeath or by forces of things that pervert death. Uh, it doesn't fit into sort of the flow of time or prophecy in that same way. So he doesn't have any negative healing situations he could give me. I mean, he he, he could probably do a treat wounds if you're pretty beat up. He he could do that. Oh, he do probably have... sees that I am bleeding a lot. Oh, I can I can. Yeah, I have a whole thirty points easily. missing. It's like you know, a whole <laughs> thirty, 30. points. <laughs> maybe, maybe we can limp back to somewhere and uh, take a rest. I don't think I'll per be able to perhaps go on on uh, this level. So, so he, he does crypts. kind of pass along, and once again, I won't do this all in first person, he does pass along a few pieces of information, and talking with you, it does sound like, and this is me interpreting, I'm not trying to, to railroad the group, so, so please respond and let me know if it sounds right. It does sound like you of a group have some interest in checking out the crypts beneath the monastery based on where that worm came from. Do I hear that correctly? Yes. Despite our offhanded comments at him not helping us. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so he'll let you know how he found his way down. He'll, he'll describe the entrance he found and he'll let you know that there is a Northern and Southern stairs. And he, cause he went to the Southern stairs and encountered some weirdness. And so he said, look, the Northern one, he just let you know the Northern stairs might be more safe. Uh, he will also let you know that as he went down into the basement, he felt like a weird psychic pressure pushing on him the deeper he got into the crypts. Oh boy. Uh, and his final thing that, that he'll say is he's going to recommend like, and I'm so sorry, Shane, it's dangerous down there. So if you have the chance, you look pretty beat up, do what you can to help people, but help yourselves before you go down there. Whatever evils are buried beneath these once hallowed halls, you'll need every ounce of strength. And my fellow priest of Phrasma here, as he mentioned, sort of gestures at Val, who he's still convinced <laughs> is a Phrasma worshiper. <laughs> she looks at you guys and she's like, Oh, I didn't realize, Val. That's very impressive. Very religious of you. Also, don't you explicitly have a feat that allows you to like <clears throat> mask yourself as a different mm -hmm. worshiper than you really are? I do. Like, um, right? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> anyway. It's so on here somewhere, but it's basically a feat that I had that came with uh, my like red mantis background and it was essentially where you can like disguise yourself as a member of a different faith. And I was like, when is this ever going to matter? It does now. Perfect. So he'll just let you know, it's going to be dangerous. Prepare it any way you can. And if you have any ability to help those, let them, let them feel the grace of Phrasma. And as I, I have to go now. Any more time I spend as much as it might help you could hurt more hundreds, if not more in a town like this. And he, he heads off into, into the community. Still sort of weirdly... You can see like we're in a fight. Some of his costume of funeral shrouds have sort of torn off a little bit. So, what do all of you as a group want to do? I don't want to leave the building without looking through it somewhere. Like the room. The room that you're in right now? Yeah, like whatever got dropped in the hustle or bustle or whatever was like left behind and... Sure. Anything. Also, removing people's masks are like people who were here just mm -hmm. to like see who all was a Grey Gardener sort of thing. I'm also going to pile up the <laughs> non-Grey Gardener bodies. Sure. Yeah, do we see the guy that we were here to protect, Ortval? Is he dead? 
he made it out. You do. I think I remember I, I, looking through my notes, either I noted that he made it out mechanically or I noted that I told you all that he did. Drosharis cut a hole and Ortfald went through it along with a whole bunch of other people in there. Roughly how many people do we see like dead in here? Is it a lot? Uh, so, I mean, the party was like a couple hundred, right? And in here, you're looking at maybe like 30, 35 dead. Yikes. Which is a lot, but far fewer than it would have been otherwise. And I should note that of those, maybe a tenth, maybe about a third are people that you know were Grey Gardeners fighting you to keep people in here. So Jason Drosharis is like, you're taking the Grey Gardeners that you know are Grey Gardeners because they were fighting you and leaving their bodies be, but you're sort of bringing together the bodies from the other bodies that you don't know to be gray gardeners. And we'll unmask the gray gardeners too. Like if they have a mask on, we'll pull yeah. it off as we walk by their body. And you can, and like none of you are from town. They're just people. Uh, they just look like people. Some of them are, look like they've seen, when I say a rough life, I mean like scars, some broken bones. Like they, they've fought people and mm-hmm. many people will attempt to fight back. Obviously if someone's trying to kill them. I think actually if Val sees Joshar is doing that, she would come up and say, Look, I thought I was here for the Grey Gardeners too, but I think our problems are much bigger than that now. I, It seemed like they were some sort of corruptive institution, but now I'm thinking they're more like a cult for whatever this thing in the crypts is. I think you are right. Cool. <laughs> so we should also check their weapons. Yeah. Do they have anything cool? And their money. There's a plus Actually, f- let's loot these bitches. So, <laughs> plus 14 sword over here. Uh, all the Grey Garters just have like plus one, maybe a plus two striking, not even greater striking on most of them. No one has coin purses on them, really. Uh, a couple here and there. I'll say, looking around, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to dole it all out in, you know, in the currency you'd find it in, but you'll probably find like, let's call it, 70 about 70 gold worth of coin in different denominations between the bodies that are there but you are just looting bodies uh not the gray gardeners do not have money on them notably this is on the the other people who are there or money that dropped out of pockets or purses that fell in the hustle and bustle of trying to escape the great death hero business is expensive so what's next for everyone uh val what are you doing during all this so dro is sort of tending to the bodies I think Val is, like, honestly, maybe just wandering around a little bit, trying to absorb everything and, like, take it all in. It was pretty, I mean, this has been one night, and we've fought some things that almost killed us, and she was spoken to by a god that's not her god, but also kind of by her god. And uh, I think, yeah, just like what she just said, that it's something that she thought she was kind of dealing with, like, okay, I got to go take out some people. But now it's, like, this whole gigantic, like, and also, like, what the the creature said of, like, all of Galt will face the same death. I think she's really concerned that a bunch of those gray deaths are going to come out. And I think with these almost kind of, like, religious experiences she's been having, this is something that she's just, like, deeply unsettled by and uncomfortable about. And will finally just say, I think we need to go back to that other guillotine and see. I need to, We need to know if these things are just out there now. Okay. What about Fox? Yeah. Uh, Fox is ready to move on already from this area, so I think he would agree we need to check on the populace and see. And what about Watson? What are you doing, Trent? Uh, Watson is obviously shell-shocked as well. Kind of, this is a lot to have happened in one day. Uh, I think he realizes it's been a little while since he's sort of conversed with the spirits that he normally does every day. Um, So I think he kind of wants to maybe saunter outside and sort of sit down on a rock and and wait for the uh, the the nature spirits around here to kind of... uh, make themselves known to him. Now, is that a, is that a mechanical thing? Do you have an ability? Yeah, just... so uh, he has consult the spirits, which okay. is uh, nature, um, oh. once per hour, because I think he's legendary. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's recall knowledge over 10 minutes to question resident spirits about matters related to their nature. So what, what question are you putting out into the nature verse? I think what he wants to ask them, um, these spirits would have sort of seen and experienced everything that, that mm-hmm. just happened in here with this, you know, with this giant worm um, bursting out from beneath wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he wants to ask them, like, how uh, how are you affected by this? Are you doing okay? Uh, are you scared, little spirits? 
Okay, so let's give me a, what's your bonus to nature? I'm going to do a little secret check here. Are you doing group therapy for Torture Souls? <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. Uh, that is a 32. Plus 32. Yeah. He is legendary. Okay, so you take some time and you talk with him while your your teammates, your party members are, are in the monastery, and it takes you a while to connect with the spirits. Because I think when finally you find one that can talk to you, it's scared. I don't know how spirits communicate. Some part of me imagines that it's a combination of almost an empathetic exchange, like a conceptual connection more than a just direct conversation, maybe. Does that feel, yeah, absolutely. feel okay with that? So I think what comes across in this sort of sharing of, of experience between the two of you is fear. I mean, even before the worm came up, everything within a thousand feet of the Grey Death was being sort of drawn, the life being sucked out of it. So even spirits probably were affected by that or felt it, if it didn't, even if it doesn't mean death for them. And so I think what's relayed to you is like that came and the waters are, you can see it now, dead fish are bobbing up to the edge of the water, animals that didn't make it far enough away in time are dead on the ground, Aww. birds' bodies where they hit and fell. Oh no, my friends. Oh, my friends. <laughs> so sad. And maybe this one you're talking to is a fresh enough spirit that it didn't know where it was. It couldn't figure out how to, to deal and leave. And so all it's coming through are these feelings and images. And then it talks about this, this pressure. It feels rising up from beneath the ground. And then it, it can't remember why, but it's just, it's just like the pressure then disappeared. This, when it talks about a pressure, it isn't like, oh, like my back's sore and I got a massage. It's, it's almost like an oppress, an, an oppression, uh, a pressure of like losing its sense of self, of, of not being able to think, of just feeling something else's will being pushed at it. And then it disappearing again and then Watson will just kind of convey back to it like um, don't worry my friend uh, me, me and my compatriots here uh, are going to do our best to restore this place to a uh, normal order and you kind of feel this it's doesn't feel okay but it feels better and there's this this empath this sort of empathetic connection of gratitude fear is still really present but that element comes into the mixture there and that spirit sort of leave you at that point. Hmm. Everyone kind of done up in the monastery? 10, 15 yes. minutes worth of work? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I think maybe what even shakes you Watson out of it is sort of, you're sort of, and keep on, it's like two o'clock in the morning right now. The moon's out, quite a bit of light. Maybe what shakes you out of it is your, your three compatriots sort of having come down the ramp to the monastery and you'll just see Watson sitting near the river. His bare feet just... I think there's actually tears coming out of his eyes, having just noticed because the spirits sort mm -hmm. of conveyed like the, yeah, the dead fish, the dead birds. He's like, oh man, these are all my buddies. Oh. He's just like, sad. there's like, you know, tears in welling up in his eyes. Sort of a, like from Star Wars, like the a thousand voices crying out right. sort of thing. Mm. What's next for everyone? Val would say to Watson, we have to go see if there's more of this. Elsewhere. It came from the guillotine. Yes, yes. What, what, whatever is best. To so the Harvest Go to the festival. circus. So yeah, yeah, you head to the Harvest Festival, and in the Harvest Festival looking for the circus. Of course, this late at night, uh, there's not people out. So you don't know if the empty streets you're seeing are is because they're dead, or they're just in their homes. Uh, are you being stealthy, or you are just kind of walking through the night? I'm seeing some nodding heads for stealthy. I think I'm flying above. Okay, so you're... Bird's Watson is never stealthy. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> so Fox is, you know, doing the Batman shtick up in the sky. Yeah. That's so cool. I'll look like an old man. I'll walk with Watson. Okay, the two of you together. That will stealth around. Okay. So you work your way to, to uh, the Harvest Festival. You find your way to the tent that you all... You left it kind of shut down, I think, looking like, oh, it just wasn't open yet the way they'd sort of been portraying it. And you work your way in. You are the ones who locked it up, so it's no problem to get back in. You go into the high top, and you see the shape of the guillotine underneath the big cloth that was on top of it, and you lift it up. It's it's still there and in one piece, and you don't find any of the, the sort of energy or magical remnants of anything coming out of it. And We don't see any, like, dead bodies laying around? No dead bodies laying around, and with a couple minutes of uh, occultism checks, you 
can sense the souls still inside of it, but you can feel that. And I don't know if that does that does that feel different to you now, knowing like before you could kind of feel the the energy of you know the dread, the weight, the the sorrow of all those souls trapped in there. But how does it feel now to know what those are essentially what they're becoming? Like a potential gray death is inside of this thing, sort yeah. of. Mm-hmm. It feels like like a powder keg now. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know that there's one at the center of every population area in the whole country. I think Val would just look at you guys and be like, we have to kill that worm. Yeah. It's what did that. It's what turned this into whatever it was that we just had to fight. Trisharis is being oddly quiet, but like tremendously more like he seems to be studying things a little bit more. Kind of going back over now that we're back in the tent, what we know thinking about the occultism things that I know and like is there a way to connect this basically re-looking at the clues now that we've seen the big monster coming out if something happens that's fine I, I mean it's a chance to kind of go back over a lot of the information that you've had which is that there was obviously some network I think you talked about we sharked about how those those sort of mirrors and sigils that you'd messed with in the room above the party had connected to the network of all that Jane's Jane's given a look. Sigil? Sigil. It's a sigil. Is it a sigil? Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, obviously, there was a network there, and that was sort of an activator. What you suspect from an occultism level is there's probably other ways to do it. It might be more laborious. Mm. I guess what I was wondering about is how it was... We knew from looking up there, there's some kind of, some kind of psychic ability, so what I'm wondering is what type of and maybe this is part warfare war, sure. warfare lore too, warfare war. <laughs> um, that who, what type of creature, what type of wizard, what type of sorcerer? Oh, could it, could can it, activate this type of thing? Have uh, I heard of something like this before? You're gonna guess it's probably a ritual mm. of some kind. And as you know, like rituals can incorporate a lot of elements that aren't even intrinsically a type of magic, uh, one type of magic or another. But obviously, there's some going to be some occult and some arcana. It's what you've seen in the uh, the sigil, sigil already upstairs. So probably some elements of the science of arcane magic and the uh, the like aesthetic connections of occult like fetishism and magic and stuff. Do like you that. say any of this out loud, or are you Not just yet. thinking it? I'm thinking it. So it's it's about two. Because I don't feel like I'm really learning anything like groundbreaking. But I got the impression that. If we leave this here, it would take a lot of effort for it to be activated the way in, in order to bring out the Great Death. So yeah. it's not inherently dangerous for us to walk away today. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the the Great Death is clearly all these souls that are trapped and is a, you know, like people are being sacrificed to fuel these things to become gray deaths, basically. But then the gray right. death just kills everything around it within a couple rounds. And that is somehow something that's desirable to this giant worm creature. And the gray gardeners are basically using these as a method of sacrifice to somehow like power the worm by using the gray death. Is the worm a sacchial? You, you don't know. Uh, she said it was the conqueror worm when she revealed it, like, in the at the party. Or it could have just been a poem she liked. Casual poem. <laughs> Casual NBD. poem about a worm killing everyone. Uh, tell you what. Can Jane, I, can I do little, something you, you like... You do that occultism check? Yeah, I was going to say, can I do an occultism on that or on the poem or... Uh, you can do it on the worm. Uh, it's still going to be really difficult. Okay. Uh, it's it's going to be a secret check. Okay. And what's that bonus? <laughs> 26. Okay. So what I'm going to say is with 26, you're going to roll on this. We're, we're doing the best here. Can I just give you my dice that I roll? Show it to you. Yeah. You want to see it? Oh, yeah. Show, show me the dice. Sorry. Yes. You rolled a 16. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. So both, I'll, I'll, let, I'll, I'll let it, I'll let it ride. Can, oh, it, can that be an aid? Sweet. Mercy. Uh, actually, does one of you want to aid the other? That Shh. we can do. Who wants to take... Now it's it's two it's almost two thirty in the morning, and you're all staying up. Not that that's you know thematically inappropriate, mm-hmm. 
I do feel like some group checks on trying to figure out more about this. I mean, I can aid too. Can you yeah. double okay. aid someone? Uh, I'm going to allow a few of you to aid. Um, okay. I'll just, we'll see. So who wants to aid on this and who wants to take lead on trying to figure out more about this creature? I'll aid. All right. I'll let you, aids are at public. Go ahead and roll. And I'm going to, I'm going to increase the DC. since I rolled mine public. Okay. I'm going to increase the, the DC on the aid. Let's okay. say the aid DC is 25 instead of, what is it, 15 normally, 20 in the second edition? I can never remember what I the aid so. DC is. I got a 25. Okay, so that's, what, what's your training in occultism? Trained. Trained, so it'll be a plus one. Plus one. Jason, what's your, what's your total? I'm a master in occult, I got a 41. 41, so that is a crit success, which I think on a master is plus three. Cool. So Jane, you're getting a plus four, so your mm-hmm. total is plus 30. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Jane, would you like to roll this? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want that on me. Confirmed. You're afraid of your own dice rolls. Yep. Okay. Yep. So you don't know. So hear me out. You don't know what this is. Like you don't know if this guy's name is Jeff, right? <laughs> you don't know what powers it has, but what you're able to sort of piece together is that it's, you think, and it might be multiple things, but you think on the list of what it is, it is an aberration. And, Okay. Mm. Do any of our like deep nerds wanna wanna talk about what an aberration is? Like even sort of off the cuff a little. That's, Everyone's looking at Trent. That's far too off the charts for me, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was looking at Jason. Isn't an aberration like something It's like otherworldly? Yeah, right? Summoned extra, like an otherworldly thing that's like summoned or called upon or It's almost like alien, right? A little bit. You know what? Let's I guess the wait, thing wait, wait. I'm con- Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I think the thing that I'm concerned about is that it seems like the gray gardeners are worshiping the worm, but why does the worm want the gray death? Like, can it do more if the gray death is killing more people? Can it, like, get more powerful? Yes, you know? so probably. That, that you don't know. Uh, on the note of aberrations, though, what I will say is... There's a rule for that. And... That's not necessarily a rule, but canonically in Galarian, it, it, it said that aberrations are creatures from beyond the planes mm-hmm. or corruptions of natural order. So there's like the known planes of existence, and then there are things, some things that come from like beyond the normal planes of, of existence. Uh, like some, like there are hounds of Tindalos, I yeah. think, are, are aberrations. Cthulian mythos type stuff. It's that sort of thing background. Those but, hounds, is that the thing that was in that stupid, those stupid impossible thing that had to be next to the wall or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's the hounds. The round, the round wall. Such a hard monster in that other AP. But there, there's plenty of other things that are like a lot more classic, you know, like D20 fantasy that are aberrations. Like doppelgangers are usually aberrations, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. They're, they're odd, weird creatures, either twists of nature or Perhaps something Weren't exactly some of alien. the things that we fought early in this, like the mask and you, do you remember that? Like the yeah. sentient mask and the thing that was like bursting at the seams. Those were aberrations too, yeah, right? Yeah, I think they were. No, so the mask, you'd actually be able to connect some dots now. Those masks are a form of sacules. Oh. oh. fear demons, basically. Interesting. The, the people, and you do remember you did some work on this that felt weird you know that they had some connection to undeath, but not what it was. That they were sort of undead adjacent, but not undead. The gardeners are a cult. I mean, that certainly seems like a, an, an assertion you can that you're making. I think we should definitely like wrap up and yeah, go to sleep and rest. I think Val is like staggering around at this point, just completely exhausted. I yeah. mean, we got, I got drained by that thing too. Yeah, that's right. Same. Yeah, uh, you all got drained one, right? It yeah. just stopped at yeah. one, I believe, mechanically. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'll have to double check, but, but I think yeah, drained one. Yeah, yeah, doomed and drained. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, no, sorry, you were doomed one. I have no idea what your drain value is. You may be yeah. way higher than one, because you only recover one point of drain. My per drain full was night. one. Okay. Yeah, yeah I haven't raised it yet. Perfect, because you get only you get one drain recovered per full night's rest. So. Uh, you're all going back. I think you were all staying now at the stalwart Patriot because you were no longer staying at, um, yeah, I got trashed. Soul Mama. I Soul Mother's think herbs. I'm going to go back <laughs> to my safe house because that wasn't necessarily discovered. Correct. Yeah. You do have like a weird safe oh, house. Yeah. In the so I'm going to go Soul back Mothers. to my safe house today. And if nothing Tonight. else, you, you'll do know that like Phrasma does seem to be 
a, a deity in play here. And mm-hmm. you'll remember that Kenzin is a devout Farazmin who kind of that's is keeping right. that under wraps yeah, because true. for some reason, all churches had been shut down or basically all religions have been run out of town here. Okay. The yeah. last one. And you do recall a little bit of this, that the church of Farazmin was the last church left operating some 45, 50 years ago when the rest were shut down. It stayed on longer than the rest. Right. Yeah, I think... I think Val wants to go to sleep and like be alone. So she might go to just like her own room at the stalwart Patriot or, you know, break into an empty room or something like that to just try, or at least if we're all staying in the same place, like just kind of go and like meditate for a little bit, because I mean, like, like I said, it's been a crazy day and like a lot of, uh, it seems like there's some sort of like just beneath the surface kind of religious workings going on that she can't quite put her finger on yet. Okay. How about this? Stay in the safe house. I'll keep watch whenever you've rested. We'll swap. All right. So the the, the two who are at each other's throats fighting. <laughs> Actually, at the end yeah, of I kind of don't one. think Val would do that. I think she thinks that you might kill her in her sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. They're like, I'll stay on my own. And she's going to try to just break into an empty room. So, okay. so edgy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you all in the morning. So many pixels. We it's have, not a phase, Watson. We have two fat mouths. <laughs> we have three Batman. Yeah, I was gonna say he has bat wings. <laughs> three Batmans and a butler. <laughs> oh my god, you're Alfred. I, love it. I, I will say this is only a, this is a side note, but it just makes me think about how one of my favorite Batman films of all time is the Lego Batman movie. Yeah, of course. Which is a, the best one? It really is one of the mm. best. At, I don't know that it's the best, but it is one of the best depictions of a true-to-canon Batman in mm-hmm. some ways. It's, it's exploring the much more humorous parts, but it does get a lot about Batman right for it being a comedy, yeah. and it's oddly very touching and fun. Yeah, it's fun. Jillionaire. Love that song at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. All right, so so you're breaking off into that, and you know what? Let's do a little bit of extemporaneous role-playing here. Uh, what do you What's th- extemporaneous mean? Sort of like on the spot, not prepared. Hmm. Uh, speaking off the cuff. Breaking that word down. Isn't that, that literally what we're doing all the yeah, time? I feel like we're always doing that. <laughs> well, when I say like hard role playing, is I'm gonna I'm gonna hand it off to each of you because I think this is the first time that you've had a lot more knowledge about the stakes. And Jane, you kind of just set this up. Give us just give us a couple of beats on Val breaks in. What happens? Walk us through that night for Val. Just paint that little picture for us. Well, I think that she is trying to I think she'll just kind of clean herself up and is being very quiet and very like outwardly probably seems creepy almost angry just very silent and is just kind of thinking like I said about all of these things about you know Phrasma speaking to her and her god a checkek and kind of going through all of that laying out the saber tooth saber tooth sawtooth saber that she has um and kind of setting it down and then i think if it's not like too much of a stretch um at some point she probably would either find watson or watson would find her and kind of heal up some she has a she has taken a ton of damage and so she's gonna need some patching up and i think that that's something that she would kind of begrudgingly and kind of quietly accept from watson but probably not from anybody else I think there's probably time in the morning to handle mechanical healing, so let this be an evening of role-playing. I will say, you said you lay out your sawtooth saber, which is the, the favored weapon of the god of Chekek. Do you lay out any of your other weapons? Yeah, I think that she would probably set, like, the gun and the dagger down, and then, are we going to the morning, or is this just the night? Just take us through the night. Don't wake up yet. Take us into the night. Yeah, I think she would just lay all of that stuff out, and I think she would clean it very meticulously, and you know, kind of go through all of these different motions of preparing her stuff for the next day and just have a lot of being very determined and then get into bed and go to sleep. How does she sleep? This is so suspicious. No, I want to know, like, this is a character moment. I feel like this is like a, you know, like, which hand do you open the door with? Because it's about to get chopped off. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just interested how your character is With one eye open. (laughs) Well, that's it. Is is she comfortable? Has she been through so much that this doesn't feel weird to her? Does this feel weird? No, it definitely feels weird. I think that like she has been through a lot of fights and battles um, and this seems different somehow. Mm. So I think that she probably has a hard time falling asleep, but is I think she doesn't sleep until she's literally just too exhausted and drained to even like fight it. Like she just passes out rather than like 
tucking herself in and going to sleep. It's kind of more so like she's just doing things until she almost just collapses from blood loss and drain and exhaustion and all of that. So then she just lays in bed and kind of collapses down and um, goes to sleep. I'll say on the, the sort of scenes of you cleaning your weapons, it's also worth noting that the uh, the sacred weapon of Phrasma is a dagger. Really? Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah, maybe she would like notice that and think about it and meditate. All right. Uh, kind of cuts over. Jason, direct us a little, a little Drosharis scene. What's, what's he doing this evening? How's I imagine night? we're all what kind of walking together and then he splits off, goes towards, um, soul mother's herbs, kind of looks around, makes sure that there's nothing suspicious going on, goes inside. When he goes inside into his safe house, he pulls out his dagger and like puts it around the edge of a brick and then pulls the brick out of that wall. And then he pulls out this little tiny scroll, unrolls it, and starts writing on it. Puts it back, puts the brick back, and then leaves the building. He goes around the back of the Soul Mama's herbs. Mm -hmm. There's another brick at the base of the building that he pulls out, places that note inside, puts the brick back, goes back into Soul Mama's, and Mm. goes down to sleep. All right. Fox. Fox is hurt and exhausted, um, but he's got a room in the Stalwart Patriot, so he's going to go there uh, by himself. I think he's, I think as soon as we like flew over, he flew over top of where the, the guillotine was, he probably just banked off and and headed to his room um, where he sits down. He pulls out a journal and he begins writing a note. Um, and the note is, it's a, it's a warning and it's an, a call for help and it's, uh, you know, this area has been destabilized, Galt's in peril and if we could get aid or if the Eagle Knights can send aid, then, uh, we can hopefully help the populace. And then he passes out probably on the desk as he finishes writing and just, I think he also too, I think he's thinking about the Sackiels and he think he's thinking about controlling his emotions and his fear. Cause I think he is afraid. I don't know if he's afraid for himself as much as he is for the, the general population and what could happen to them. But I think he's still, Anytime, like, some of that wells up, I think he's really trying to push it out, push it out, push it out. Okay. Trent, walk us through, uh, walk us through Watson's evening. So Watson returns to, uh, uh, Soul Mama's Herbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes himself a nice little concoction to have tea before bed. Remember, like, you're walking in, windows are shattered, furniture's yeah. destroyed. He's, like, not even phased by it, I think, at this point. <laughs> um... He like leaves even on the counter, like just enough copper for what he's taking from around, <laughs> you know, to make his tea. Um, and I think he he's exhausted and he's he's tired and he's bewildered. Um, and he lays down to sleep. And as he's laying there, he kind of remembers that he's let the entity that makes up half of him at this point kind of manifest a lot in the past 24 hours and he I think he begins to have a conversation with that entity again and he's like you have helped quite a bit lately and I admit that I, I, I can't say say no to it anymore if there's anything that you require of me at at, at this point you know I don't have much time left so now would be it and I think out of just like silence you just hear like a rumbling I think it's it's not quite words yet you just feel it stirring it's wounded too and if it's a presence in your head 
and something of psychic force is pushing back on you, I think for the first time it just felt something pushing on its perch in your head. And in fact, in that moment, Watson gets this feeling that it is in fact looking at the world from behind his own eyes. He can feel it watching and watching what Watson is experiencing. That is so spooky. (laughs) And he lays down to sleep. And while he's sleeping, he is having horrible nightmares and strange, you know, otherworldly nightmares, dreams. Um, And like almost unconsciously, I think he knows that these are being guided by the entity. And I, I think because it's, you, you've talked on it, that it's it's a draconic entity, right? It is. And so I think maybe some of these are images, memories of its life. You don't know if, if he's a reliable, if he, she, they are a reliable narrator, but you just remember seeing like armies falling before, people kneeling, like these sort of visions of the power that creature once had centuries ago. If he's in Soul Mamas, can I roll a perception to see if I hear him? Yeah, one hundred percent. Having these nightmares. Yeah. Are you Are you having these? Are you saying anything out loud? Nothing. Fuck it. I just was really hoping that you would, and then you'd go up Sorry, there and just friend. hold Watson while he had nightmares. <laughs> You're like, it's Sorry, okay. Old friend. Alex, I'm going to well, say he's a cold compass. So, <laughs> the, the other night, my wife actually, uh, like in the middle of the night, just goes. No! <laughs> just like scared the shit out of me. <laughs> That's probably what uh, what Watson is doing at this moment. So you're hearing that a little bit here and there. It's it's a night of fitful sleep. Sounds like Val almost just, you know, fell asleep. I think she falls asleep and it's like darkness. No dreams, no nightmares, yeah. nothing. Completely black. And then if anything, when she wakes up, the only thing she can kind of remember is like, the circle turning into a spiral that she saw as she was dying. And if you remember it, it was like a clicking, and it was almost insects forming that spiral. I was like, oh, so that's fair. You remember two things. You remember that spiral, and you remember what it was like to be 17th level, because now you're 18th level. Yeah. Yeah. Tune in next time to hear about the level up. The Live to Die podcast is a production of Live to Die Gaming. Follow us on social media at Live to Die Pod. Leave a review and tune in next week for more. If you like the amazing background audio and music, all that credit goes to Sirenscape. Make sure you check them out at sirenscape.com. <laughs>